0: Hey everybody, it's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny.
1: Welcome along to episode 36 of LOI Weekly uh, with Johnny Ward and Dan McDonald. As we're coming into all of our marketing where we've been doing our recordings, uh, Dan, it's all happening with pandemic restrictions, but we don't have many shows left. um, So there's a lot to take in with Brian Gartland and Dane Massey, uh, two former teammates um, who did play against each other a few years ago. it's going to be part of our question. Give away two tickets for the FEI Cup final. This is in association with Future with Johnny Ward and Dan Macdonald. And yeah, episode thirty six, Dan. You've just done a story on Bose. There, well, I mean, I was two lads thinking, leaving.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I think that that's a f- familiar story for Bose. Do you know, do you know so, what the
1: story I just did there? It's on. Uh, is <laughs> it about the Galway night the fourteen? Is it? I was going to. You, no, you're joking me. No, no, I actually did. Yeah, I, I was,
0: was d- listening to After Ball AM yesterday morning in Luxembourg, and I was, um, I was. You know, packing my bag, I was just out with a shower, you know, and I put on Off the Ball AM, and I hear Johnny Ward back in Dublin, apropos of nothing, talking about going to watch United on the you know, under the fourteens. And Per Kyle Fitzgerald, seventeen. I you know the under fourteens was the game that you were at with the twelve hundred people I there. I wasn't at that game. But so you watched it on the stream. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. of course we forgot you watched it on the stream. Kyle per, Fitzgerald. per Kyle Fitzgerald, who I've now I think I've heard more references in the last week than then I don't Garrett know. Garrett Fitzgerald. Garrett he, Fitzgerald.
1: He'd be, like, he'd be like Rocco or Garrett Fitzgerald, you know, I did,
0: um, I did a master's in politics in ECD and Garrett Fitzgerald would just come in and sit in the back of like the classes. That's Not the classes, class. the sort of like uh, little smaller tutorial groups. He'd just come in and occasionally just like partake in the debates and stuff like that. he just sort of... Uh, you know, he was a statesman, sort of statesman, sort of like like one of these. It became like an omnipresent figure, like some of the people you see at League of Ireland grounds all the time, just sort of wandering around the place. And there's Garrett Fitzgerald, former T but anyway, yeah. Um,
1: Brian Garland's been knocking around a while.
0: I I, <laughs> I mean, I was joking last week with the guy being out on 14s, but I mean, I've heard you mention that at least twice on on other mm. outlets since then, and you're doing it again now. Like, I mean could you just, just dial it back a small bit? Like, is, it is you last week? You year see year last year. week someone, uh, some uh, listener posted up, a, sent us like, a, was it a meme or something of you, um, you were like depicted as holding up the Galbionite on the 14s <laughs> in the air. As per old Higgins, Clancy and O'Donnell, the young managers looked longingly, and Paddy Barrett for some reason was dead <laughs> below the sea. Now the, the Paddy Barrett thing didn't seem to last for that long really. But uh, it is true, you've moved on from the, the young managers now And, obviously and under, gonna, 14, under 14 I know your reference point For everything
1: Obviously we're going to talk A lot of Ireland now today as well Because you've just come back From Luxembourg I have and come back from, these lads is, A lot of things very very
0: have, A lot of things have happened In the last week A lot right? of things have happened In the last week So do you think since we did Our last podcast right? The Dundalk Takeover went through mm. um, So we'll talk to the lads About that We've probably got Jack Byrne coming back To the league um, Confident of that um as I speak now will be yeah. Mm. Um and then we've got it can change. I'm surprised by that. I if someone asked me a week ago I said no. I think the American thing has proven is slightly complicated and I think he might sort of go where where he's happiest and that would be Shamrock Rovers, I think. was to try and get him by the way. That mm. was reported elsewhere by Paulo O'Hare but it was very very accurate. Um, I think Sligo Rovers might even have tested the waters as well but I think Shamrock Rovers is where he's going to end up you've got Joey O'Brien to shall confirmed that was probably hinted mm. and then as you mentioned yeah there's some stuff going on with both I mean it is that time of the year I think George Kelly probably um, unless there's some emotional Carl Shepard style cup final moment that convinces him to stay um, probably more likely to move on and it seems like Keith Buckley might be going down under and a few other players might even be considering their futures now that, that's the nature of the league Um you know, particularly if you're probably operating if you don't if you don't have a huge number of players on long term contracts, then always you're going to be vulnerable to it. But more than anything, Johnny, that happened in the last week. Uh, that you like you are sitting here now at the moment, like someone who has been through like you've been a front row rugby player through the most intensive battle. Of of your life, I mean, you are like. Well, I like, crashed the bike. Like, crash. That was literally. I it. was so. I was out for. I was out for my. Uh, the count. I was yeah. out. It was my daughter's first birthday last Wednesday. It was and, actually uh, lovely Mia. Yeah. Mia, and I got a phone call from uh, a colleague of mine in The Independent, Kieran uh, Lennon. It was a missed call, which I assumed was a work reference. Now, I'd taken the morning off was a work to go reference. out. So uh, I, I me, sent her yeah. a message going, no, listen, I've, I've, you know, I've got, I'm taking a bit of time off this morning. I'll be back at work later today. And he basically said it wasn't about this. It was about you, that you'd been in this crash you'd be knocked out cold and then there was like a picture of you in like a stretcher being taken away into an ambulance. Now a couple of things crossed my mind at that time. Number one was uh, I hope Johnny's okay. It appeared that he it's is. That that was and, number n- one, yeah. <laughs> and number two was like, when did I become Johnny's next of kin? <laughs> you <laughs> you know, were... That like for some reason, you know, in in, in times of crisis, uh, I'm the person you ring. I was you like, know, I, that it was a beautiful moment in a way. Like, you know,
1: I I lost my passport in the last few months, and you're the actual uh, reference point on it because I think the first time I used that passport was for the trip to Iceland. And Danny have Macdonald... you lost your,
0: Have you lost your passport? Oh, I,
1: I, I, it wasn't even drink related. I actually don't know how I lost it, but I lost it. Anyway. The more to
0: the point, like, my care on that and in fairness was a bit traumatised you had a very serious smash you shouldn't downplay it because a lot of people are listening to into their cycling and stuff like that and you had your helmet on you were very lucky like, well, I
1: don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It was it was bad now. Like, it was completely out of control. He went head over heels. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, he was said it was one of the scariest things i ever seen in his life.
1: Wow. Well, well I, I don't remember any of this, so I don't know. Like, you don't remember it? No, I, I basically crashed and I blanked. Like, so I just blacked out. You have you no mean. recollection of the moment? No. I remember going around the bend and I've been conscious of the leaves on the road that, like, this is a dangerous time of the earth cycle. And I was, I didn't think I was taking chances. But it was one of these things where you approach a bend you break briefly and you're just completely out of control. And you don't have any recollection. That's amazing. And then I was like, I could see um, a signpost front of me. I don't want to crash into that. There was a tree to the right of that. Didn't want to crash into that. So the ditch was to the left.
0: So you do remember the pre- the prelude. You just don't yeah. remember the impact. No, I don't remember such. the
1: impact. No. And I was just like, I have to just I have to just crash here and hope for the best. Like, And then I woke up with the ambulance there or whatever.
0: And how long after you came to, did you think about the Galvin United under 14's team?
1: Uh, I was in the I was in the hospital for about eight hours, so probably <laughs> Did not like, long.
0: You know, like you try and get your important, memories, me to back, actually, like important memories to come back. Important memories to come back, like Galway under 14s Higgins, Clancy, O'Donnell, and all of a sudden, like you, that, all your memories just come flooding. I think back there's another
1: another podcast member who I texted someone about the Galway under 14s and then I'd forgotten that I texted and texted <laughs> again four hours later. We oh, might might be <laughs> down to turn us cross tomorrow. To see the under seventeens play Cork just because yeah. games are running out. Dan, but anyway, listen. I, I, Thanks for your concern.
0: Though. People were worried about you, and like you know, I'm very much glad you're okay. Um, I, I was no bike now, so I, I'm on the I, hunt
1: for a bike. Oh god, bike, yeah. bike is gone. That like way. bike is just gone no, no it's uh, a costly it's it was costly but it was an expensive bike it's gone like
0: but i was coming back from luxembourg and i did meet some acolytes of yours in in the airport <laughs> it's like everywhere it's I like heard p- about that people yeah. like you know there's, there's just johnny ward sort of surrogates everywhere just you know around the place come back from luxembourg which i must say will be down the bottom of the list in terms of places i've visited in terms of uh it's very gray you know uh, w- one of the uh, one of the irish journalists spoke to a local And you know, keeps in touch with like journalists in other countries through um, Aidan Fitzmaurice, and he'd be good for keeping in touch with a local guy on the ground, and you know, recommendations, any restaurants, you know. And when you're, you you know, you're like six different languages. Yeah, he he? does. yeah. Yeah, Russian and all sorts. But um, you are slightly worried when he chats to like the, the, the guy in Luxembourg and, and the recommendation of where you should go. Where you should go this weekend? And the answer was France. You know, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> cause you could go to like Metz, which is only like forty you know forty minutes away in a train or
1: something. Because um, I would looked up Luxembourg because eh, you know the way. Like I've never really take much interest in it, but because it's so wealthy, I, I presumed there ex- there actually is a bit of beauty about it. The old city and that it turns out it's just. Boring. I went down
0: to the old town. It's not a huge, but now it does. It, it's a Monday to Friday financial district place yeah at the weekend so and in, in fairness like i'm sure there is like anywhere there is life if you if you know where to look for it. and i think the irish fans had a great time and you know i would have been more so sort of working during the day and wandering out later on but which time it's all getting very quiet but it's just not like no no great sights or sounds or sort of like
1: uh, a lot of, lot of irish fans a lot of irish fans <laughs> everywhere as i said no great sights <laughs> or sounds um i texted a yesterday because i i ended up um one of these days where i was just bored at home and i started reading old soccer magazines. And uh, it was a, an interview Aiden did in the title um, in which a former international, John Devine, was given out because he'd been to Norway and he said they've just a far better attitude. That's why they're given out in the... This is 1997... Um, Cork City being in action in the Inter-Toto Cup they played four games they hadn't scored but they got in three draws and they lost to like Cologne or someone like that but all the other Irish teams Shells were involved in the second leg against Kilmarnock they'd lost the first leg Craig Brown was manager of Kilmarnock and he was praising Shero and uh, Desi Baker I think but um, basically, I think Alan Dalton's article at the Times the morning. The, the Irish League, basically the League of Ireland, were miles down the standards, and our training isn't good enough. So I sent that to Adel for Fitzmaurice yesterday, and he just replied back with a big smiley face. He didn't go into it at all. So it's just like Ed will come back from Luxembourg. He's like, I'm, not, I'm no interest to even get into a conversation. I have to not like Johnny. I,
0: I felt that anecdote was going to a better place than uh, where it ended. Uh, it look, just sort of ended on a on a bit of a low D- note. David, but I have to give you a bit? Of, I have to give you a bit it? of a bit of leeway here because you've had a. You know, it's I've 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 been, how middling, many I've been t- in the how fall now how in many couple, I mean, It's a week later. It I, was a little concussion, but like, I assume people, never
1: been to hospital though. But I assume and people, that was my first time. I assume oh really. So and I, well, was, I assume you're born in one. I was but like, I, assume,
0: I, I assume I assume people, people like you, I know you're out for a few drinks at the weekend. Are people looking at you with the bumps and bruises and thinking Jesus, this lad might have been, you know, in a
1: scrap or something. <laughs> we we went to uh, we went out for dinner Friday, and myself and the missus couldn't get in. Friday, into you
0: weren't a League of Ireland game, no, no, no. Oh, okay, Galway United yeah. are done. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think you were just Galway United person, but it's interesting in revelation. Anyway, yeah, go on.
1: Sure, it's good. I can watch the the massive game, the Rovers and Draw it on Friday on the box. Anyway, but um, we tried to get into like uh, it was like a, a, a it was some sort of thing my flatmate had invited me to that involved... A bit of music, and it wasn't that late, but we, we we weren't let in anyway, so we we didn't know whether it was my fault because it looked like I'd been in in a fist up, or yeah. I just blamed her because I thought she was a little bit drunk. Uh, <laughs> that's the way it worked. It Was like, well, yeah, so it, was, it probably did look a bit worse for wear, though. Do you
0: reckon? Uh, do you reckon there was uh, that Mark Bertram's players were a bit worse for wear traveling back from <laughs> Longford on Saturday? I'd say there might have been a like he he'd had a go with them after the the concession at the previous it didn't seem Rutgers. to work out. They have. They've really, like, had um, life difficult for themselves now. And all of a sudden, Finn Harps have this opportunity to beat Longford at home on Friday to stay up. Did we, th- we have a debate about this? We did. The order of failure. I thought the fixtures were very much weighted in favor of Waterford. Yeah. Uh, you know, you beat Longford and then you, you play Pats in the last day who were a week closer to the cup final. But in fairness to Harps, they went and got the result against Pats. So, so put a small bit of pressure on. Um, did so we really,
1: not have a debate about the first division team against the Premier where I, I now think the first division team might have a chance uh, if Waterford go in there they'll be in bad form after
0: yeah I see Greg Halford is sent off he'll be suspended for mm. the last league game uh, as I said to you over 180 minutes I of no doubt but the fact it's over 90 you can have a bad day like, let's, I mean, let's just say it's in Waterford right? which the is a plausible cup, scenario the game. they had a thrilling cup game which yeah. Waterford did win but um, UCD sort of gave, the, gave it a right
1: go. Two of their players going to Rovers, definitely one it would seem. Who's that now? From UCD. Yeah, Colin Whelan. Whelan strongly linked with them. S-
0: suggestion is he might stay in UCD oh, for wow. uh, so maybe six months. Wow, well, okay. A couple of you might finish the degree move in the summer, which has okay. happened with a couple of the UCD players previously. Kerrigan's um, been linked as well, obviously. Yeah, no I, no, I would have written about the Whelan thing to Rovers. I assumed that was almost a done deal. Um, but maybe it seems to be a bit around Brandon
1: it. Kavanagh and Brian Marr who are being strongly linked with somewhere as well because Marr is just his reputation is going through the roof at the moment Kavanagh will obviously be leaving to yeah, go to, that's it like, or, it's all going to come out I think, mm, course, but th- th- yeah. that game's going to be I think if Watford are down there you'd wonder mentally what they'll be like
0: yeah I do I do think though I mean if you look at it in the cup semi-final Against you know against Bows. okay, I know they lost, but there were ten men. They really don't. I, mm. I I'd still fancy them. I mean, mm. I wouldn't. I know what you're saying. I think you the. I think you know you are, are a team that has good players that can ignite, and in a one off game that can happen. Instead of no doubts over a two legged affair, but I mean you at the same time like they did they were 3-0 up against Treaty and were 2-0 down yeah, yeah. and sending yeah. off so I mean if they bring that level of performance they wouldn't have a hope Yeah. so yeah. like that's the it's about that consistency with, with younger players which can be great on a good day but um,
1: Bray have some good players as well. Yeah, no, so wouldn't like they Bray, do have Bray, some Bray, good they players. Did, they did, they did. They, did, they, did they kill, wouldn't have fancied themselves going to go. We all, but they
0: did, they did kill you, you know. And mm-hmm. that's obviously um, that's obviously a thing. But yeah, there's a lot of news going on, and we will we'll talk about the takeover stuff with with, with Brian and, and Dane. Um, we've had the Ireland games, which I think, at least from Stephen Kenny perspective, will, will calm things down. Um, and yeah, I mean, the prospect of Jack Byrne coming back. Um, like you know, you're, you're feeling the 2022 20, could be very, very interesting. Uh,
1: will you? Let's put it this way: is is the most you'll ever be buzzing for a League of Ireland campaign? Uh, if Jack signs, I
0: don't know. Like, I mean, you know, you just get a bit older, you just get a bit more cynical. Sad, probably. but like, but I, I mean, yeah, yes, but I, I, I don't have a, I don't, I don't, I don't have a league table of years I was buzzing. I don't go. well No, Johnny. Uh, you may recall 2015 That was the one Like
1: well, When I was reading 1997 I think seven, sometimes The ones that,
0: The ones I, that, I remember 2016 Being caught up in the Euros And all of that And the League of Ireland I thought was a bit drab The first half of the season But then It ended up being Sort of amazing When you start Dr. kind of
1: right? When you start having a sex life The League of Ireland Isn't as kind of cool as it was Like it's just oh, It's another thing Do you know what I mean It's like The League of Ireland Isn't amazing anymore It is so is that, that, was around 2017 change for
0: you was it <laughs> we get the lads on <laughs> I think we
1: probably should at this stage yeah we've been joined by Dane Massey and Brian Gartland and uh, before uh, we uh, started to record you were saying you and Ronan Murray like your cycling apparently Dane
2: yeah we got into a big time this year um, but we obviously have a day off on a Tuesday and Ronan had a bike in Dundalk and in lockdown I got big into the cycling and so did he so he brought the bike up from Mayo and we head off every Tuesday morning up to the mountains and which are going to scare you up to Johnny Fox, maybe sometimes as well. So, yeah, sounds
1: like pretty much where I actually met my demise. But, uh, <laughs> you, uh you do a good impression of Ronan Murray, do you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't at all, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go cycling with a Johnny, um, you better be prepared to put it in. Is he a bit? Is
0: he cause he's really re- been to the Roy Keane school. Yeah. Of like, Roy Keane oh. liked him because he he sort of he they met on the same sort of wavelength. So, I'm trying to think how Ronan would handle Johnny's sort of what would you describe it as Concussion it's like an en- enigmatic streak you're like you know if you're a bit late or a bit sloppy you're like "What? You, Ronan would be alright with that you think what the okay. fuck Johnny <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, know, you are the fucking cycle or what <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a bad accent for him
2: got it better a minute ago but to be fair to him this man is five minutes early for everything like he is never ever late and he hates that it's and the I'm really late thing. but yeah. yeah I'm late every day and he, he hounds my phone because he'd normally be picking me up <laughs> and he'd be on the phone to me, where are you? Like two minutes, he'd be two minutes early, where are you? Where are you? It's not good enough, you're not making a
3: big enough effort with me. <laughs>
0: Is it, he's got that intensity. Ah, oh, and- big. If yeah.
3: he's doing something, he's doing it right. Like I remember a Saturday morning training, you know, he wasn't in the team the night before, and it was sort of a pick-up session for the lads, and the rest of us doing recovery. And um, Marco Jumi at the time was... A bit of a moody player And uh, Who was he again? Oh, the
0: striker from, He came from Norway Yeah, yeah. He's trying to Yeah
3: There's so many players He's been around Yeah he's yeah. been around To a good few close, But uh, uh, Moes just cut through him. Like you know He was wasting Moes' time If he's not doing the session right And you know, he was dead right Like Yeah And I love that about him yeah, He's, he's, he's great brilliant player. Like you know he's If he's there He's all in Sort of thing So um, yeah, I, I do
1: it. remember going he was playing Dundalk And he was I thought. See, I don't know. You take this to the bad or the good way. I thought he was quite hard on the Go United players, who would probably be a little bit inferior to him, quality-wise. Does that make sense? I think might have lost two-one or something. But maybe that's the standards, is it? I don't know.
3: Yeah, there's a balance to that. Sometimes you can have to be like that. Mm. You can't be always rubbing people's bellies, like mm. you know.
1: Mm. Got
3: relegated that season. <laughs> haven't,
1: haven't been back in the Premier since. Which draw they have? Um, congratulations on maintaining your. Status for the new season ahead?
2: Yeah, it's been great. Um, totally enjoyed the year. Tim and Kevin done a great job. Um, good squad of players.
1: Yeah, really enjoyed. It It was a great year for us. I think the fact that you've a plus goal difference is one of the achievements of the year. Dundalk don't, and I think you've scored more goals than you've conceded, considering the caliber of teams you're playing week in week out. Maybe I'm putting it down there. I think it's a great achievement. Yeah,
2: fantastic. Look, you don't have to look at the players with Doyler there and Chris Lyons, um, even the young lads, um, Jordan coming in. I uh, can't even say his second <laughs> name, Jordan. But anyway, like they were fantastic.
0: Adeboyo, at
2: a bio, isn't it? Yeah, at a amo. At a amo, sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, they were fantastic. We were an attacking team. We had a go at it. In the first two rounds, we were... First two rounds of fixtures, we were excellent, I thought. Um, then we had a couple of injuries, and naturally enough, we didn't have that depth in the squad, and it kind of hurt us.
0: I mean, you did bash in a couple of goals then in Waterford that time, but that game sort of, when you look at it now, that 7-0 win was quite helpful it must yeah, be said in the context yeah. of it he was celebrating
3: like Ronaldo <laughs> with his goals that day <laughs> brilliant he was well, like look.
0: Michael Owen with the level south all Like
2: look <laughs> uh, you have to be what's put in front of you and, whatever the, um, obviously the Covid stricken uh, first team but the 19s they come in and it was an impossible task for them only a group of young lads and Look, we we went and it was a great opportunity for us to get a goal difference. Like at the end of the year, it could be a a point. Mm.
0: Yeah, no, you have to do your mm. job. I don't think, don't think, Drodd did anything wrong in that situation. No. You know, you have to do it. And in fairness, you were in pretty good form yeah. around then. You would have fancied yourself against Waterford at that time of the year in every scenario. I think anyway. You yeah, know what I mean, it was pre-managerial changes and stuff. Or yeah, just
2: around that time. I think so, before we'd beaten Pats at home, so confidence was high and. Um, it was look like we were flying at that stage everybody we, we had a fully fit squad and there was competition mm. in, the, in the in the squad so which means um, it'll bring your, your team on you know
0: so Brian your year I mean it's been this is uh, stop started more stop yeah
3: listen yeah. as I said to a few of the lads they're winding them up I've had one of my best seasons I think <laughs> yeah. <So> you're business <laughs>
1: but, now anyway yeah. but, um, business is flying
3: no no that always comes second but yeah it's allowed me I suppose to put the other foot forward a bit because mm. obviously at my age and an injury like that and um, League of Ireland's not the most secure place in the world um, yeah I had to put a bit of time what, into other things
1: What age are you now?
3: I'm at 35 there a couple of weeks ago
1: How, How's the year been for you apart from the obvious?
3: Uh, yeah won't lie it's been probably one of the toughest mm. one of the toughest the injury um, there was a few complications with things outside of that which um, made it mentally so tough um, and then Yeah, to put it straight, Dundalk's just been upside down Mm -hmm. as a club for the last year, and um, when you can't have any say or any input, and you see the things that are going on around you, uh, it's just you come in and you might be in great form, and then you're just seeing, like we're talking about, Ron Murray and standards. So you come in and just see decisions and standards all over the shop, and no control of it, no one trying to ride it, and as senior players if you was like you know we'd see it but you'd have no no saying and that was mm. going on or you, you couldn't do one. it's um, it was it was really really tough but listen that's it's football we've been it's tough because we had it so good for so many years you know
0: yeah I mean like I wasn't planning to go there straight away but mm. I suppose the fact that both of you are here and the fact that that takeover went through last week I mean what were you feeling when you saw that takeover going through? Did you feel that sense of, particularly as you're living in the town, that sense of relief that you could see in the coverage, you can see in the tweets and the social media, that all of a sudden there seems like a, an element of relief. I know, you know, you had an operation, you've had medical procedures, and I'm sure in some ways the club has been very good to you. So I know it's not just a one-dimensional thing, but do you buy into that sort of sense of relief that this change has happened?
3: Yeah, big time. Yeah. Like you know me, I'm fully behind that. Um I'm fully immersed in the town now, family life, everything. And the club means a lot to me. Um and it's not just one of those that's saying it, it's I'll be there for life, me little lads too. And I brought him up to the Rovers games his first game and he, he just can't stop saying football to me now. Mm. I'll bring him up Friday again, you know, so could be saying a lot worse actually <laughs> after the talk over this game but uh, yeah he had a repeater in his hand for some reason um, <laughs> but, so on that side of things like I understand we say like football's a tough business and clubs and players are out for themselves a lot of the time yeah um, and that's grand and especially when it's short-term contracts but the number one thing that you know I love about Take over now is that it's it's local, it's people that I know care about the club and the town. Um, there has been a bit lost with the community um, over the last year or two. Covid was play a part in that, no crowds in, everything like that. But there was volunteers that were, you know, shunned away from the club, and um, I suppose the ethos and everything that was Dundalk, you know, it just sort of slowly disappeared a bit. Um, hopefully, that link now can come back on mm. board supporters club was founded and people trying to get involved and help help out um so yeah we're now going into it. Listen, decisions were made and stuff before and people thought they were making the good decisions it's like when players go out and might be in poor form they're not going out to play poor yeah as such it, it's important to put it that way and the club were good you know good to us paid us the whole way through covid never questioned never ask and take a cut like you say i'm injuries and um yeah the insurance policy is paid up by them and whatever and everything just flows smoothly so listen everything like that was you know was perfect from like, you can't fault them that way when we travel traveling around europe you, you're still staying in you know the best spots and charter flights and so on um but then the other side of things is that like some basics were just neglected in terms of and i think that's ultimately a big lesson that's learned is that like you can do all these fancy things and it's on and off the pitch but if you don't have the basics all these extra things will just fall through because the foundation's not there beneath it
0: you, you say standards and you said standards weren't at the level they should be what are you talking about there you're talking about sort of day to day
3: yeah I don't want to go into detail because then it gets a bit personal with people and stuff okay, like that. yeah um, but it goes for the players and that as well like um and i've no problem saying it is that you know our dressing room we always it was well known we pr- prided ourselves on i suppose standards being so high and people used to say the dressing room looked after it's a lot of stuff and looked after itself and it did and it was never just one or two players it was it was as a whole as a unit so then when you know i suppose there was talk that it was a bit of a push to try get me, a contract Flipper wanted me back last year. He told it was a bit of resistance. I don't know. And um, biggest thing was to like say, Dane sitting across from me Dane Massey, John Mountney, um, all the other lads Sean Gannon, Sean Hoare. Um, I could list on a load more, but it gets taken for granted. Players go in and out of form a little bit. Yeah. Um, it te- gets taken for granted the basics. Turning up 100% every day. Um, having respect, you mightn't always get along with your teammates, it's it's an egotistical game, you've got 20 to 30 people in it, you're always going to have the egos and stuff like that, but there's always been this respect that, you know, listen, you mightn't get on, you mightn't be a fan of him, but like, you're both there to do the job, he's doing it the best he can and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think it shows when, I suppose, that wasn't appreciated and those players were let go. Mm. Um, you know the foundation and the basics of what we were built on in terms of people that just put in the work live their life right and everything like that that's on the pitch off the pitch listen Dan I think you know more than me <laughs> there so I'll leave that one to you
0: yeah, I'm, yeah I mean listen we've talked about it enough and, and clearly there's probably a lot more that will come in, out in probably it, it come out in due course <laughs> about I don't know well Vanguard is meant to have a book out that's what I'm saying which yeah, is, is,
1: is um, John Coffey's next week yours next year yeah, yours it is was delayed
3: it was meant to be out at the same time there was just um I don't know some teething problems or logistical problems
0: complications and yeah. poor old Mark McCadden who, who you worked on in the book he'll be raging at us if I got you talking too much because you mentioned the complications around your uh, injury and I know that was probably a, mm. a, a scary thing to some degree and you haven't necessarily talked about it too much and I'm sure that the book would probably deal yeah, with some of it's that, in stuff. that so
3: there's no point going through yeah going through I, don't
0: it want to, I don't want to shaft Mark some, I'd be raging if I say saying. to me
1: I don't know it was a Shane Keegan somebody said to me who was the last League of Ireland player to bring out a book who's still playing Like, and I could not think of one couldn't think of one player who brought out. So it's, it's quite novel what you're doing. It's not a novel, but it's quite novel.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? I co- <laughs> yeah, I couldn't listen. think, and I, I really want to read your book, but I couldn't think of anyone who's still a player who's brought out like th- the odd player has brought out a book subsequently.
3: Yeah, I I was hesitant at start. Uh, Liam Hayes approached me with hero books, and I sort of said to him, "No," and then he goes, "Listen, just meet me," and I was thinking to myself, ah. Uh, League of Ireland players don't do that and it's going to get stick and this and that and all the things that go with it and then I sort of said I was, I was cowering away from what I always say is that we need to we need to build our brand as a league and as players and um, I thought sure you know why not mm. what have you got to this lose this is Liam
1: Hayes ex the title I presume well, ex Leeds footballer, ex-meath,
0: yeah, yeah, who, footballer, who, yeah. who was the title, who We're famously
3: did a book when he was playing,
0: while playing, which yeah. was, um, which actually I was, it was discussed. I saw it being discussed by someone the other day. It was a, quite a, a groundbreaking book at the time.
3: Tommy. Rooney was it?
0: I'm not sure it was Tommy Rooney might reference that on Twitter, yeah, Twitter yeah, so of because yeah. Yeah, yeah. He,
1: he brought out the Dublin Daily paper then which I was writing for in college and it had a short shelf life um, and that was my first I was straight into journalism and the paper went wallop and like the title obviously well Liam will be hoping that
0: Brian is a better for business than I, anyway, think, I, think, I think but it's, it's yeah.
1: great like it's a League of Ireland player bringing out a book um, yeah, well, if, and you must I'll have some really good stories like to be <laughs> honest know, like. more to the
0: point here Dane Massey are you going to buy the book <laughs> this is the point are, are you going to be one of these people that's going to get the book and then look to the index at the back yeah. <laughs> Massey Dane and it's like you know page 20 you know and then 27 to 35 or something you're like well, I need to turn to those pages yeah. see what he's saying no, here
2: well hopefully there'll be one of the, in the post yeah. signed um, no <laughs> look it's an incredibly brave thing for Brian to do it's as you said Johnny it's he's um, stepping out and um putting himself out there for everyone to to read about so yeah you have to give him credit it is a brave thing to do Um, so yeah well, I'm interested to see about the Dundalk the Dundalk days and who gets a mention and kind of last year mainly <laughs>
3: that's, that's, that's all I hear about it am I in the book and it's like it's not a fact of of everyone I know like, yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff you have to leave out there's though. a lot of stuff you can't put it and I wouldn't I mind all it. the funniest bits like we've had some laugh at Dundalk especially over the years but I can't put any of the stories in. Yeah. You just, you know... Um, ah, some of them.
2: The ah, you'd have to put some of them the in. We're trying to sell it here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Massey's a well, promoter.
0: We're yeah. just turning into a, like an editorial media. <laughs> yeah. But...
3: but um, Going back to... Sorry, what yeah. you were saying before. I know I've talked a bit negatively on on the last while, but um, the new owners coming in. Like, you, you know Andy's his love for the club and... The Andy Connolly. Andy Connolly, yeah. People, of Fast yeah. Fix. And then Alan Clarke and, and Sean Connor of...
0: Well, Sean O'Connor hopefully, Sean O'Connor, hopefully O'Connor, is not hope is no, Sean
3: O'Connor sorry Sean O'Connor rocks in the door like, and people are like not
0: so sure about this
2: <laughs> I
1: think gets a had a hard time in our podcast yeah. we should bring him on to defend himself yeah. do you ever play for Sean O'Connor? no no, no, no. Uh, yeah. let, let, Brian fin- <laughs> let
0: Brian finish his serious point for a second Danny. he
3: started well, yeah. his
0: serious point around 10 minutes ago
3: yeah. it's, it's it's given the town a lift already and the fans a lift and the town feels like you know they have their club back as such because they know it's, you know, it's in people that care about it and fans' hands and they're already like, you know, as a volunteer or someone that used to always be heavily involved doing day-to-day, dedicated everything to the thing and then the other day, I'm in and I see his his van turning again straight away and back involved, wanting to help out for the good and there's there's plenty of people all over the town like that. So, uh, there's a great buzz. It gives me excitement for Friday night, I know we don't really have to play for as such, it would have been great if we were playing for that fourth place but I'm expecting you know, uh, you know to see that through in, in the atmosphere on Friday
0: It's going to be interesting, Dane, like I know you're talking to us as a draw player now so I don't want to wind up draw the fans by like yeah. talking to you about Dundalk all the time but at the same time, I mean Brian does reference it there like how did you feel your departure was handled last year and, and the departure of those other players that left?
2: Um, it was a strange one to take, to be honest. Um, it was but, poor. He won't say it. <laughs> I was, on,
3: his, on his part, it was poor.
2: Like I, had, I, was, I was eight years at the club and I had an Italian man with Filippo, the manager at the time, ring me and say, you've got to ring the new sporting director, a man who I've never met before, Jim, and that you'll have to discuss your contract with him. And to me personally, if... I knew he was going to be in the position after qualifying in the Europa League and like I got off to a flyer with him and mm. um, he came in and his first game was cove away and I scored in it and it was the week after that I'd done my hip flexor and um, which wasn't a major <clears throat> injury you know I was very lucky and I've been lucky throughout my career with injuries so I was six to eight weeks out but unfortunately for me the league was finished and it was an 18 league game, uh, season yeah and but fortunately the lads have qualified for Europa League and I was thinking "Jesus, I might get a couple of the games at the end of November maybe December and then I think Martin had told me that um, that they can't change the squads. Martin Conley, yeah Martin had told yeah. me at the time that they can't change the squad once it's um, put in before the first game so uh, yeah look I was, I was crushed by it but um, yeah look I was told to ring Jim and he'll discuss my contract, so i just said to Filippo, look, just leave it, and and that was that, and to be honest, it was strange, it was the first thing we'd played, I think it was Arsenal in the Viva, it was the last game, wasn't it?
0: That was the last game, because Gary Rogers retired after that. Yeah, that's right, so we were out
2: on the Thursday night, in town, and um, first thing Monday morning, um, Filippo rang me, he'd been home to, he obviously went home to Lee, and he rang me and said, look, ring him, and I just said, look, if... What, look, if he's interested just get him to ring me well, I won't be ringing him mm. and that was that that was it yeah two so minute phone call no, there was no
0: offer ever presented to you then no
2: says. not really no it was just um, if you want to stay at the club bring this man And well, there was nothing really and I kind of knew it was a, his intentions yeah. by that phone call
0: would you have expected more than maybe from Filippo maybe even in that case yeah, the manager as such yeah
2: he he was kind of I knew by the, his tone or voice look I, I want to keep you and this and that and I was just like Filippo, oh, look, if you want to keep me, you'll make it happen. And and he just says, oh, I'll just ring. It was kind of, it was a real short and sharp conversation. And and then I just hung up the phone and I said to my wife, this was at half eight in the morning. I says,
1: That's I'm finished at Undock now. That's that's, that. that's quite sad, really. Like eight years, everything you achieve Like I don't think anyone achieved almost more in eight years than you did in, at any League of Ireland club yeah. in my lifetime or memory anyway. Gone.
2: Yeah, it kind of took me a couple of weeks to get my head around. I was just like, well, what has just happened? Like, you know... And, and hmm. um, you, you know, think
1: he was a bit insincere to you then, because he was letting on that he wanted to keep you? but probably he didn't? He? Yeah,
2: look, like, I'm not stupid. Like we all know. Like if you want, if someone wants you, they'll go out of their way mm. to keep you. And, and he's, he's asking me, the buck, like. yeah, exactly. And and that's what it was. And that's exactly how I understood it to be. And um, look, the the staff, like obviously then John Mount, had been like Oh Sean Horn and, and and Sean Gannon were all ringing each other, going, "What is going on?" and they were so late in in settling contracts, and they were only given one years out. And like these are players that want to apply for mortgages; like, they want a bit of financial security, and they want to go forward in their own lives. and And it wasn't happening at the club anymore. And and that's what Dundalk was known for: being loyal, incredibly loyal to their players, mm-hmm. letting them know where they stood. And that was no more. It mm. was yeah, it was a bit of strength.
0: So, do you think? I mean, ultimately, it's that you can't you can't speak for anyone you've mentioned there. I mean, they've gone yeah. to other clubs, yeah. and I'm sure they're happy at those clubs, but. There was this sense that maybe the players didn't really want to leave. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm sure one or two may, might have wanted, but you know what I mean. And that yeah. you have to in the league of Ireland you have to be open to other offers all the time.
2: But yeah, there was
0: a sense that they didn't that, that group was broken up against their wishes. Ultimately, that was the sort of sense that you were left
2: with. Yeah, exactly. Like we were in the cup final that year. We'd beaten Rovers and qualified for the Robo League group stage. And then I was like on the line doing the penalty, and nobody had signed the contract. And we're talking. Like not like Mickey Duffy, you have your McIlhenny's, your your Sean Gannons, all out of contract. And the season's over, and nobody signed a new one. Mm. So like naturally, the lads were looking after themselves. And, of course, yeah. And yeah. then you have this going around the change room. Well, look, I'm gone, or, and it's it's just a bad atmosphere to have in any change room. You don't want that. And um, essentially, a good few of the lads left.
0: Yeah, I think the phrase you might have used in another interview at the time. It was. It's not the club I joined. You know what I mean. Yeah. And that's obviously how you would have felt at that. Yeah, because
2: as Brian would tell you, we were a very, very close um, group of players. You know, we were very close to the board. Like Martin would be a gentleman, and he like you'd always knew where you stood with the club. Yeah. And I think that is essential in any club going forward. You let your players know where they stand, and everybody's happy, and it's a happy ship. Everybody's running off the same hymn sheet. But, um, yeah, that was just... It was just a mess, really. Did, did just,
1: when the lads, as well, like, give up... um, <laughs> They give up the club to the lads that came in, Martin and Paul Brown. Their motivations were entirely, I think, sound. They said, we've taken this club as far as we want to go. And I remember meeting them, lads, the first time. That was a club that you could really relate to. Like, yeah. you were brought into that club where... Stephen Kenny brought together a lot of players that kind of had things to prove. They built it to such a high level and it was gone very, very quickly. It was a real warning and like Cork City as well, this can fall apart very quickly. It was staggering really, really staggering. I know Dundalk haven't had an awful season the way it's worked out, but at one stage we're in danger of finishing second last. But it shouldn't have fallen. I don't think this
0: Bit by bit by bit. I've said this before, they've let the culture of the play Like I think Dundalk one is so different because uh, a lot of those stories, clubs ran out of money. You know, mm. that's the big thing. That's the League of Ireland story. Shells in 2006, the story you hear about the lads, they won the league, but they stayed united. They weren't being paid for months on end, but mm. they sort of, they rallied around it. Whereas I think in the dock, what happened was all these lads were, you know, left for various reasons. And then the Doc spent wild money on bringing players in. Um, various nationalities. I, I, and I'm not, I, I don't want to be singling out individuals because it's not fair because they're like any pros they get offered a contract and they do what's best for them and their families, their situations. So that's absolutely fine for them. But you, like they brought players in on absolutely. Like, it wasn't as if they were cutting back and we have to let you go because of cutbacks. Mm. They spent wild money on mm. bringing other other players in. You know, so... Mm.
3: I think... Like, uh, you know, that's that's where it all What's went forgotten as well, like you go the change of ownership after the change of ownership. We went and won two league titles and we were flying.
1: Finney was there and Rory Higgins and all that.
3: Yes, yeah, Steve was there for one year mm. with me and then, you know, and then... So there's there's stuff that changed over time and that sort of thing. So it, like I say, it's unfair to pinpoint say us the change of ownership and yeah. intentions because intentions think it's more were good the, and then I think it's more than deci- dec- decisions finish. are made with goodwill, you know, in the majority sort of thing. So um, with good intentions, um, and again they just went on a different direction. And like I said, they didn't want to know about anything from before how things were done, you know, from the past. It's It's this and Mm. um, like I say about the basics, it was not just be the best in Ireland, be a European club and that's grand, but if you're not the best in Ireland, then you're not going to be a European club. Mm. So you need to be the best in Ireland first to be a European club.
1: yeah, I'm not really having a pop sorry at the,
3: at yeah. the owner's perspective. No, it's just, yeah, I just it's want It's more to that if you, and then if you, you
1: change individuals who come in, and obviously the manager is so important, like, um, you know, and I, 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 for me it was a massive red flag when the Italians came in because, well, they didn't have any CV to take the, it was a massive job. Like, and I'm, again, I'm not really blaming them, but they shouldn't have been in that job, in my view.
3: Yeah, and everyone's entitled to their view. I was sceptical when I came in because I knew nothing about them mm. and they didn't have, obviously, the life or uh, experience in terms of, you know, professional football. Um, and then grand if they didn't have the experience of professional football, someone might have the experience in League of Ireland football, say as being a player and stuff like that. And it's it's going to be hard. And we are, as a league here, <laughs> we're, we're a close-knit. And when hmm. people come in from outside, there is more scrutiny and more criticism laid on them. And I can, I can say that from what I saw of how Filippo and Giuseppe you know were treated at times and when they came in there is you know more that might be someone else that might have the same sort of experience here Um, and the same with players Uh, you know every player in Dundalk has gone through a bit of a bad patch obviously because the team wasn't going through well sometimes a bit more scrutiny or a bit more blame laid at at doors from lads that are from over waters Um, Mm. and listen people think are all on massive money they're not all on massive money there's yeah. other lads on the same wage or less than than us would think but the narrative was played out because it suited some people as well um so i think when it when it goes along that way it's things grow legs mm. you know and people don't know the full details of everything and like dan you just said there it's the best thing is that like the lads are just paid to do a job and they're trying to do the job it's not their fault that someone else has offered them loads yeah, of money yeah. Um, yeah. but listen we could we could go through it and dissect it for ages but the best part about it is is now like we said there's new owners in and it's back in the town and it's you know the positivity up there is, is unreal and when the chairman and sporting director and other management and that don't live in the town like and I do and a few other players you you feel it. You yeah. feel when it's going good and bad. Um, so obviously this year has been hard on players that are living on the town. Yeah. Because you, you feel it everywhere because people have to vent or say something. You know, they need to say something. So uh, when it changes the other way, and it's, it's positive now. And you, like people are just smiling and coming up and, you know, saying, oh, great news, great news, you know, like that sort of thing. It's great. And it brings a buzz back. And it's not all about money and medals. Not all the time. First and foremost, you know, you want the class, the the club to have the, the class and dignity we carried ourselves with for so many years and be held in that regard. And for the people of the town to be proud of it.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a significant point. I don't want to labour this too much, but it's I know there's a lot of interest. And like, I can, I'm interested in your thoughts on this because for me, the day where you really properly knew the whole thing was gone mad was... The, the Shane Keegan press conference mm, with mm. Filippo was wandering around in the background and you're Jimmy Jilton there and you're sitting there going are we been expected uh, to swallow this shit like mm. you know and then you actually you caught you know you you call it out for what it is and then you're getting stick for like detailing you know I will probably just you know keep your head down and go along with this and you're thinking hang on this is Dundalk, like this is the club that we're putting up on the lofty pedestal and now we're su- we're supposed to like sit here and be treated like idiots like go and write this story that yes Shane Keegan is the manager who I think was embarrassed about the whole thing himself so this whole thing left. that was rolled out in like a and it seems in the last minute, like sort of, um, like one of those sort of, John uh, you were Younger, the Golden Pages ad, where there was like moustache on the painting. And they have to like, people are coming home and they have to like wipe it off in a panic. And you're sitting here going, this is a press conference of Dundalk, this club. And we're, we're supposed to believe that this is it. And, and for years, you've been writing about Dundalk or covering Dundalk as this amazing team that sets standards for everyone and a new culture and stuff. But I'm wondering
3: for you, how do you think she is he felt that way
0: and he had to come out and see he he had to come out and
3: oh yes and
0: and like you're there a party sitting there knowing i'm
1: going like you
0: know fuck's sake man but you you can't do anything else he could not do anything else because then it's a big like well what if he said what he was thinking (laughs) you know what i mean like about the about the whole thing like that i mean that would have been great for the press all right but yeah of course you know he's he's the gaffer we call him gaffer and all this and it's like come on but in terms of this season, because right, I know you had your injury at the start of it and then you had your own thing, but like you won the cup last December. When did you get the feeling that twenty twenty one wasn't going to be a good year? Like how early? Because you have pre season and you have like was it was it more gradual or did you even have a bad feeling from the the early weeks of the whole thing?
3: No, there was positivity in the team, like because Was there, yeah. Yeah, there was. Um we still had a good team, good squads. We just had a great season in terms of from, you know, finishing against Arsenal, playing Europa League and winning the Cup. So, you finished on a bit of a high. Um, but there still is, there was, I suppose, questions. You've got the lads that have left that are tried and tested, you know, they're proven. Um, and new lads coming in. So you're thinking, oh, he looks good, he looks good. Don't know about him. That's always the way it is yeah. in teams. But, uh and Giuseppe were, they were great people that I loved them, yeah. um, and they were great crack and full of positivity and and that sort of thing. And in the club, like when I signed back, I had said to myself, right, I sometimes get too involved in it, and it can be a bad thing as well in terms of I have too much to say. I know that sometimes, yeah. uh, but it's always f- with good intentions, um, trying to help things or make things work or better. But uh, I said to myself from. Previous occurrences that listen just football, you know, doesn't matter the other thing and and just stay that side, and um, that's the way it was. they touched on it there in terms of how we were. The players didn't have a connection with the club. Yeah. So before, like we used to have a thing, and I'd say with, um, when I was captain and Stevie captain, we'd we'd always have a connection with say mike tracy and and so on and martin before and i'd say listen let us know what's going on because anyone doing their job you don't want to find out about your livelihood your job or something to do that's personal from someone on the street or one of your friends texting you because you haven't seen it on twitter yet yeah so that's pretty much what happened that day at that press conference so that's what it went for. Players didn't have a clue and then all of a sudden. This. So
0: players didn't know what was gonna happen that so day.
3: so then so then you're just getting peppered with texts from people, calls from people, what's going on? Oh, this and that, and you just sort of shrug it off or you make a joke or you because, you know, it's uh it's awkward. Um so the club had changed from that and there was a complete disconnect from the players to anything above us as such. The managers and that were with us, but listen, it wasn't wasn't rosy in the background, you know, above us as well, between all the different people. So there's always something.
0: Yeah, you can't close your your mind to that completely. But I
3: feel that, you
2: know, when you have that mess going on in the background, it's only a matter of time before it comes out on the pitch. Uh, You have players playing for contracts. Like our league league performances were terrible. But then because we were playing in the Europa League, you had thousands of people watching these games the lads performs in the league game and then you're yeah. going from Finn Harps at home to Arsenal in the Aviva you know do the it. lads
3: it was yeah the environment you create will always be your end product as such you know over the long season mm. if you've got a good environment to progress to develop you know to win to be successful over the season you'll do well if you've got a bad environment you might have some good times and bad times but over the season, you know that environment I always find will will shine through in your overall performance. You won't
1: get away with it at this level. You anymore. won't
0: win a league, but you mean mm. you can have a good European like the European games yeah. in the last two seasons. Dundalk have still turned it on, haven't they? you? Know, yeah. I mean, yeah, like it, that test so
3: game, like the the last, oh, were outstanding, just, outstanding. Yeah. outstanding. Mm. But then we got to play the week later and. That's because I suppose you're focused on those big games and then all of a sudden you know you mightn't see or feel that environment around you because there's just a complete buzz because listen it's a a different level altogether. Poor sure
2: man. I remember we beat Batte in Tallaght and then we went away to Galway, Galway. Mm. and we lost and the president was in <laughs> the change room before the game C- celebrating with them and then after the game he was in the Galway
1: <laughs> <to> change <him. laughs> Michael D uh, yeah that was great I thought was a you meant thing. to get Michael on you v- Vinny, your former teammate scored Vinny Fardy right, that yeah. night I was, uh, I was at a wedding in Lithuania that I'm actually referencing the show it's the, the other day second time you mentioned yeah that mid- was that was a great just uh, go, going back to your so just quickly Dan on your time though uh, you're you ahead of a career at Dundalk and when I think Back and your header against um, Zen at that time, how yeah. close you were to being seven points. Like I, I've just such fond memories of that Dundalk team and your own role in it, and how you were plucked from Bray. You were considered a good player at Bray, but like I don't think anyone could have predicted that you'd become this unbelievably good left left back for Dundalk.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. Um, Stephen Kenny was obviously manager at Shamrock Rovers, and always playing central midfield for Bray at the time. And I think we were winning two 0 up at halftime. And obviously they came back and we drew two all or whatever. And it was at the end. He obviously lost his job down at Rovers, and it was at the end of that season. He asked me to sign, and I was kind of it was a bit of a strange. And I was like, "Well, where do you want me to play?" And he was like, "I want you as a left back." And I was like, "I was delighted because that's the position that I wanted. I was at the age where I needed to just be in the one, whereas at Bray I was kind of filling and filling different holes. And so I was delighted just to get." the left full position that's where I wanted to play and then obviously I knew was Stephen Stephen managed from great teams like the likes of Derry and stuff and they always play great football attacking
1: so yeah look I took a risk and, and his performances Brian when he was playing in Europe like
3: he was he never looked out of place to me like he just looked totally at home no he was outstanding and some of the wingers he came up against like Johan uh, Bass wasn't it yeah. oh, we knocked my front the out Bass Bass and Sean McGuire he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah two of them. Massey kept losing His teeth the whole time And then uh,
0: the, the away game in Alkmaar You lost your teeth Or was it the in home Talla, yeah, In one. Oh, yeah. Then he got a
3: fluorescent One put in for Mexico
2: Yeah Just <laughs> 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 cool We were in Mexico On holiday actually And we went to some club and um guys just turned around and started laughing on me know, I had a rake drink on me and I was like what are you laughing I got real angry
3: it was pitch black and like <coughs> a load of fluorescent stuff stuff so I had two aluminous front <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing and he got really aggressive and he never gets angry man he, he got he, aggressive he back and he got really aggressive he about to box the head off um, Mexico, but Um oh this his tilt was like glowing I think he had a temporary one in at the time yeah. or
2: but, but no as you said Johnny look that team like that 16 team like the whole squad, like all likeable characters, Robbie Benson, Darryl Horgan, all real genuine nice lads and we were all rowing in, in together in, in, in that group stage game. Like, we had done exceptionally well and we were comfortable at that level. And like you, were, you yeah. said, mm-hmm. a guy hit the post to go 2-0 up and I think if, if that had went in, jeez, I don't know You what. would have had
3: seven points from three games. It, the which, crazy thing for me. The confidence point, levels as well. Mm-hmm. Was, What's the amount of games like? I think we played, was mm-hmm. it eight games September and 10 in October or 10 in September and 8 in October. We had played on the Monday night before that Seneca and effectively, down at Longford, I think, effectively won the league because Cork yeah. dropped points against Pats. That night, yeah. And then you'd go and play in the Thursday. And we just played Friday and midweek before and the Thursday before that. It was, it was crazy. But again, it's, it's the environment we had. The group, like Stephen created an unbelievable environment where... It was demanding, but it was fun and enjoyable, and you know it was it was perfect if you want to progress and develop and, and become a better player. And and then, like I said, the group of players, Dan said it was just just great lads. Yeah,
0: well, you're going on holidays together, so clearly, like there was a a bond there that went beyond like you know football is pretty transient. But I hope you you're were on still, holidays in Mexico. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like yeah, you sort well, of that's it. Dan's one of your best mates now, and that's come from football. And uh, the other side of mean uh, last year as well was Gary Rogers, so uh, I was sitting in between the two lads, like and three of us be good friends. Um, so yeah, so like that's the uh, you know it's the good things you get out of it. That yeah, when you have I suppose teammates like that and, and the bonds like you say.
0: I'm sure a lot of the dog fans will listen to this, so the, we won't be forgiven if we don't ask you. What are you thinking for next year? are You open to stay in there or what's your? What's your thinking
3: on it? I don't know. Yeah. I it's have to throw. I well, listen,
0: I have to throw it at you. Sorry, I get you know, asked. Give us the uh, stock answer all the time. You know, you
3: yeah. Listen, I just get myself right. Like I've a few people have called, not on any offers, just at all. Oh, what's your intentions or what you're checking out the background and that? And uh, I just said, I just want to get the leg right. I'm running, moving well enough. Uh, I need to get the strength up a little bit on the left leg before I test again in December, and. Yeah, I want to, I'm playing like I want to play again. That's, yeah. that's the thing. You, you have plenty of time not playing um, and wherever that is, I'll see, you know, down the road. Um, obviously I was thinking it was away from Dundalk. I thought it was away from Dundalk this time last year as well. And I ended up staying, um, it's hard, it's hard to leave the club, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. you know, I, I thought about it the last two, last two years. Um, but last year like I, like I said I liked Filippo when I stayed for him and now we'll see if there's you know I don't know what sort of team is going to be going forward mm. at the club and uh, whether I'm included in those plans and stuff like that so we'll sit down and know the club straight away um, like I said the people that are in they're making moves straight away the day it was done I know lads were being contacted at the club and and stuff like that. That's that's why I just I'm so positive about it. That's what people want to hear. I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and righting all wrongs. Yeah, well, not not even that. They're just listen. We're behind in terms of for next season, and I say I'll, I'll always say we or whatever. But um, they're trying to get a certain core group of players and, and stuff down, and straight away they're at work doing that. Um, and if they do, then that will attract other players because. Um, we've got fantastic players at the club at the moment and if the club can keep them then you've got a foundation for for a strong side next year again to compete uh, up the top of the table Mm. so um, again like I haven't talked to them but listen I'm 35 I've just been out for a year I'm not expecting them to be jumping at me straight away and I actually prefer to see that there's certain players that they're going and saying we want you, we want you, we want you, we want you, and they're getting onto them straight away, making them know that they're They're part of the plans. Um, They can be a foundation and a core part of of the club going forward. So, um, hopefully, you know, a good few of the lads sign back in that regard and then, listen, I'm uh, further down the line. See what happens. It's yeah. a good answer. You've got to yeah. You're that's sort of answer, answer.
1: Answer answering it all. That's hard. What about the Massey boy? What's his future hold? I haven't a clue. Um, Let's get him back. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> a clue.
2: Um, Tim and Kevin have been um, superb and to have huge plans going forward. I don't know how he has um, extraordinary plans for Drada. So it's an exciting time for them as well. They've managed to stay up and um, kind of broken that chain of clubs coming up and down like Shelburne and stuff and <clears throat> yeah look they've done well they have their house in order so yeah it's going to be,
1: it'll can, be. Can I ask it's a different time for you I was going to yeah. say
0: sorry it's a, it's a Johnny, Johnny loves Tim and Kevin so he's going to talk about them in a second I can tell oh, I think they've done an <laughs> unbelievable no, job I, know. I really do but, but you're, you, you've been used to over your a long stay with them doc and then you this is the first taste <coughs> you've really had in a long time of this uncertainty in yeah. the League of Ireland winter and your life situation is different now to when you were a kid at Bray right it's a bit yeah. different when you're a bit older and yeah. Kids, yeah, kids exactly. you know like it's a bit of a different sort of feeling isn't it
2: well exactly yeah last time last year I was at Parade I was living in my man's front room yeah. <laughs> but now I have a mortgage I have a family and I'm married um, yeah so it's very it's very different now but look it, that's League of Ireland football like it's it can only say like Ryan Brennan for example mm, you know, he's done extremely yeah. well last year I think he scored 15 goals captain of the club and and you know we released a statement last night saying that he was let go
1: yeah. a lot of it there are some issues with the way Shells have dealt with the players have been let go that's for another day but yeah mm. you, there is that side to it as well it's tough yeah it is extremely tough
2: but um, they are going to stay within themselves you know Connor's come out and said that completely and their budget is a massive so um, like what I said to Brian before we came in here we have that kind of close little nick group and um, it's up to Tim and Kev now to try and keep
1: keep them and to, to avoid second last this season you need to have a very high uh, points tally and I know you beat Watford 7-0 and all that but like mm. I, I really think the job they've done at Drada is, is not commented on enough because the points tally you've gotten with the budget and so on yeah it's
2: been a crazy year like we were beating both there the other night 1-0 at half time so like we were what two games away mm. getting into Europe mm. if and Boas could have dropped down the second last exactly. at that so state, it yeah. was that close and it was that competitive like it was, it was. I say for the for the anyone that's not involved in the league, it was it was a great view. But um, yeah, look, it's it's fantastic. Um, as you said, Tim and Kevin have been excellent all year. What sets them different? To, uh, they're obviously good at their job. Yeah, they're young, they're eager, they want to do well, they have that hunger about them, and um, they're very very approachable, which all is right. fantastic. You know, for the young lads as well. Um, but that's it. Like they're hungry to do well. They are approachable and um, they've they've done fantastically well this year and they want to go on and build on, I suppose, this year.
1: I know Dan needs to go, but what, what's approachable in that level? Like, Well, I
2: suppose, like, if you're not getting in the team or, like, you know, sharing their ideas of how they want to play, like, if I approached them and said, look, I want to be in the team, well, that's why you're not in the team. This is what you've got to improve on. They're not, like, you're not going up and knocking on the manager's door. It's, Tim, can I have a word with you? And you say, yeah, come on down or whatever. Like, it's, mm. it's not a big deal with, Tim never makes anything a big deal. And I suppose that's why
1: he's been so successful.
0: Mm. The, we, we have two cup final tickets to give away. And we were thinking I, about... I was saying
1: uh, a uh, massive forehand. He came up kind of with a...
0: Yeah, no, you, I, I just have a bad feeling that you're going to answer this question.
1: There's <laughs> <it>, right? <laughs> a vibe off you that you're going to answer this question.
0: So I'm going to ask it because I just don't trust you, right? That's, we're f- f- nearly five years
1: doing this now. <laughs> just admit, I,
0: like? I was your dad's haven't heard this, but I was basically your next of kin when you had the accident. I had a phone call to see <laughs> <laughs> you know, to get in touch. So, like, I mean, we spent a long time
1: together, but like, okay, all right, do you know what? Sometimes you've got to trust your
0: partner, you
1: know, you go for it. Who won the game the last time Brian Garkland and Dane Massey played against each other in a game that did not involve Doc? Okay. This is It's it's a really Really memorable game For I'll stop now listen, yeah, yeah, no, but no, but this, but this is where little, we go This is where we go A memorable Memorable no, game no, no, For no. other reasons That's exactly. fair That's fair uh, And uh you brought me down memory lane there. We have to ask him about Stephen Kenny before we, we go. We have to. No, we
0: have to. I mean, um, in fairness to Brian, he was looking for a ticket for the Ireland game last week publicly, clearly not using his contacts to the manager <laughs> to get a ticket for the game. It was like a. Would you text out.
1: him for a ticket? Actually,
0: did no, you
3: get a ticket? A <laughs> John, John, <laughs> why that way? i not tweeting <laughs> I got tickets. You, in did the you
1: end, get yeah. one in the end? I ended up getting three tickets. Three. Uh, um, Joe Canning was behind me, sculling points, <laughs> and I was going to ask him about coming back for Galway, but what about that? Actually, yeah, a yeah. point in the Viva. That was lot of football, man. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't I enough get over made it. of that, lads. No, no, I couldn't get over it. I, was I didn't even
0: know
3: it was there. I must thought it was a rugby match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. definitely um,
0: changed. Well, I think it's the COVID reasons. to a congregation, I think. But that's oh. basically... Um, mm. They've decided, the that, and, and they didn't burn the place down. You know, I mean, unbelievably, they didn't <laughs> no, burn the, the, the place down. The two, down. Lads, be- the two <laughs>
1: lads beside me didn't emerge for the second half, and they were well on it. now but I was like,
0: oh, okay, you know, they're
1: enjoying the Let's game because they went to the game at you. Um, no, was, they weren't with me at the what, game. They were what, beside me at the
0: game. Okay, just to be just clear. clear um, how did you get taken in the end? Though, did someone <laughs> answer to your sort of SOS call or what happened?
3: Yeah, someone actually in the camp. Ah, uh, oh, okay, man but it was his, his motor couldn't go because um close contact or something like that so i just bought them you that way so yeah what do like. you make of it
0: lads i mean it's been a good week for him and you can actually probably see i see jamie mcgrath actually in there which i suppose is a good thing for you lads but even daryl's still around the case but there seem it feels like he's turned a bit of a corner but maybe there's a bit of bias in asking to say that but i know you want it to work out but it does feel like genuinely he's he's got over the hump a bit
3: yeah i, I did a piece with you before yeah and i try to be unbiased when you do it and you know the background what he's trying to create and i'd be of that ilk whereas yeah we could go to your standards manager from england or from yeah. somewhere and every two years try to get to a tournament on a whim playing whatever style get to a tournament and it'd be like poland and you just get hockeys you know you don't yeah. compete whereas why not try create a style in a way and, whether it was Stephen or somebody else, I would have, you know, been behind that. And then I understand the people that were going on about results the first half of the campaign. But yeah. now that we're seeing goals, clean sheets, um, and a, a way of playing, and then, like I said earlier, sometimes it's it's not all the whole time about medals and money. In terms of, I tweeted saying I did not want to do it after the Portugal game, in case you know it didn't, yeah, just maybe. wait for the for the camp to end, but you're in, I'm in the west stand, the lower west stand, which is like, you know, the posh seats over that side and usually if you stand up or you're jumping up and blocking someone's sit view down, or something, yeah. I didn't sit down, nobody around me sat down for the whole game and nearly the whole stand was like that and it was unheard of and then when the game ended and the, the music was playing and players were going off the pitch, nobody left until after the players or majority didn't leave and I turned to the lad beside me and I go, "It's where we qualified for the World Cup because there was a bit of atmosphere and a buzz and smiles on people's faces um when we're trying to you know there was half full stadiums for the last whatever years in terms of games is that it's great to see that enthusiasm for football you know people wanting to watch Mm. Ireland and people being excited by it and and turning on the game even before under other regimes sometimes couldn't sit through a full game because it was just
2: hard to watch yeah yeah. Mm. so
3: yeah so I'm delighted and listen I'm delighted for Stephen that way
2: yeah. Or, um, but it's not a real surprise, you know, you have players coming out and backing them in press conference. Like it's kind of that yeah. mentality of us against the world kind of let's yeah. do this together and and it's 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 amazing to see. What have you made of it? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm delighted for him. You know, there was no question that he wasn't going to do a good job. And you could see from the way that the style they're playing, he has full confidence in them and you can see that he's encouraging to play out from the back and it is it's brilliant to see and we're playing a nice brand of football and it's a hard one for him because he's got such a a mix of youth coming through and then senior players and they're not exactly getting a huge amount of time at their own clubs some players yeah. but when they come to the Ireland camp it looks like they really gel together and you can see some players really expressing themselves now yeah
3: the environment like I was sort of touched on today it's obviously he's creating that environment in there because you can see the players are happy yeah. and loving it and the fans, like you see at the end of Luxembourg game, and the players and fans and the, together. It's
0: fervent stuff over there. Like, punters banging on the windows of press conferences chanting the manager's name. It's like, yeah. I mean, did would come third, eight points off the top, lads, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, I it's, know, a bit, yeah. it's a little bit like, you know, because it's, it's going to be interesting now because I think the Euros will be a different buzz because mm. they'll be expected to exactly, qualify. Yeah. So it's going to be I mean, this is all a, a very rosy end to the campaign but what's coming down the tracks is going to be well, high pressure is all the, too.
2: This is a great preparation yeah, for that, you know, yeah. letting players play and, and he's blooding these young lads playing like Chadozies. I was been. just going to
0: ask, I was just going to mention him actually because I know he's sometimes like he sees something in the player that maybe others don't see. I know Ogbeni's like got to England and he's playing at Rotherham, but you kept hearing, like he'd met that little cameo against you guys in the cup final in That's 2016 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you kept, like the dark were linked with him several times after that it's even clearly rated him from the start yeah yeah, i
3: think he tried to sign him for us we don't know everything that happens but i remember you know it was linked a few times but um steven loves fast and attacking players Mm. like and you see that now in terms of maybe there was overplaying in the start of the campaign or we'd be a little bit exposed and you don't see that as much now in terms of um when we have the ball leaving ourselves as exposed and and overplaying um but he loves attacking players and the other night against Portugal, before they went down to 10, man, when Jamie was taken off, we were 3 in mm. terms of Robinson, Ugbene, and yeah. Ida came on. Mm. So we were brave before they went down to 10, in terms of, and that's his ethos, and that's. But you can know. even see
2: in Tudorzi's press conference, like he's extremely proud to play for his country, yeah. and he's going to give it everything you know yeah, and, yeah. and that's the sort of player and person that he loves and will thrive on because he knows when Sadowsie will play he'll give him everything Yeah, and he'll leave it out there and it's, it's the same with Jamie McGrath and, like these are just players that we know and have seen in press conferences but that's the sort of person that he loves and like he wears his heart on his sleeve positive
1: characters exactly. and stuff like yeah. he signed virtually everyone at Dundalk he can't do that with Ireland and yet they're still playing for him like he can't really pick who, who's eligible yeah. to play for Ireland yeah. yet they I don't know they all just seem to be loving playing for him yeah.
3: well you look at the change in form of, say, Hendrick, mm. you know, and on the ball and look at the passes. Shane Duffy's been deadly lately. You know, he's been so good after having a bit of a tough time when he went up to Celtic. Um, and I'm sure that's helped him coming in there. And Stephen, I was going to say make him feel 10 foot tall, but he's close to that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, See, Hendricks the pass the other night, right, the little dink, yeah. and Cullen's pass against Portugal, mm. the away game. We never saw a pass like that from anyone. No. And then it's your night... Like you know, no, if you I mean, have him yeah. fully fit, the whole McLean's pass to
1: the back post. Yeah. So like these yeah.
3: are, this is proper. That's another one. James has come into. James yeah. has been in much better form mm. the last time, and it's no surprise to us because that's what Stephen does. He's such a motivational. And Dan, I talked to you a bit before. I think we were made before Stephen came in with wing backs like Doherty and and uh, flying in the Premier League a few years ago. And Shames have played, say, right of a back three for Everton a few times. We were made for that formation, so bring it in. Uh, Anthony Barry you yeah. know are such a high calibre like <laughs> can only help them in that way and because literally he's playing with Chelsea that formation well a similar formation were well, you surprised
1: back. he went five to back uh, Kenny like
3: because it, something he ne- that was the one thing he never did Dundalk no but like you just touched on there you can't sign people mm. so these are the players available. and that's you. these it's for years for the last few years it's been everything's pointed at that's the shame yeah, that are, yeah. You know, to get players your best, you have to get shooters. your best players on the pitch. Yeah, and it's and
0: worked. It's good go- it's, good. it's got there. We we are coming towards the end of the show. the The Friday fixtures we have this week, we have the UCD Bray playoff, which is a significant game, and then we've done Doc Derry, as you touched on, is going to be lively. Dane, you're going to tell him, will you be yeah. doing Will you be doing a guard of honour for? uh <laughs> oh, well. I see. Rovers did a guard of honour for themselves. I said, and will, daily I'm sure they'll week. have
2: one anyway. Yeah, if uh, we do we, one or not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got through. We've got through the whole show without referencing that because Johnny was out for dinner last week and I was in Luxembourg. Like We, we had a ball Rovers game pass by without a huge amount of commentary. The two managers going at each other. Both sent Bit off. of everything. Mm. A bit of everything um. on that game. But so the trophy presentation. Like, I'm sure a party is like full time whistle. You just want to get out of there, don't you? I mean, I'm guessing on Friday. Or
2: well, you'd like. To think that Tallow be sold out and yeah, it's actually atmosphere. be a good occasion to yeah, enjoy be as a great, player. Yeah, as a player, you want to play in these games, and hopefully, we can spoil the party. and We'll be definitely going out, so to we do don't. That. So,
0: there's no answer in whether there's going to be a guard of honour from the draw to But well, there'd be one
2: anyway, that's the, the <laughs> there'd be one anyway. <laughs>
3: If we had something to play for with fourth with Derry, Mickey Duffy, what would have been going through with his head? I know. He's got away with murder Oh, now. he has, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've had to touch on that before <laughs> because we've, I've been winding him up for the last month or two. It did get to that stage
0: when Dundalk were winning away at Bowe's. You were sort of looking at the table going, yeah, if this happens, Dundalk, Derry is going to be... And and if Bowes uh,
3: got the injury time panel.
0: Yeah, and if yeah. that result had been flipped now, I think that would be a game for fourth Dundalk and Derry, wouldn't it? I think it probably would be. So... Mm. Yeah, Nicky Duffy's. Who does he applaud at full time on on Friday night? You know, it's it's going to be, but it's going to be lively up there. Um, and Bose, as we mentioned, they're in pole position for Europe away to Sligo Rovers. I mean, that's a big game for Derry depending on how Bows and Sligo was I think was the going. Stars
1: have aligned a bit for Derry, with Sligo like we'll having nothing to play for, but we'll see. Well, like, the Stars haven't
0: aligned for Derry, they've aligned for Bowes.
1: Sorry for Bows, sorry, yeah. Uh, and and I
0: Waterford's think and Pats and Finn Harps, Longford, but we've mentioned, we've talked about it earlier in the show, but Finn Harps are in control of their own destiny there. So, um, You
1: yeah. feel it will be a bonus territory for Derry, but they'll also be a little bit disappointed if it slips, because they have been in a reasonable position.
0: But I think, I think the nature of the table this year, and thing, So mad, you've been in the middle of, the, the, the yeah, amount yeah. of big, late goals that there's been in games this season like Bowe's Derry was 3 all. the Bowe's Derry game up in the Brandywell. there was a goal in injury time as well I think every team like Dundalk could say if they'd beaten Longford more than once where would they be you know and you can every team has their sliding doors you had a couple of you know questionable decisions go against you at various times Dane so I don't know the the, the, the league table never lies but there's a lot of stories to go
1: with the league table this year (laughs) I think you know we we did get a few questions I think you've pretty much answered them Um, one for me is D- has it been surprising how well Higgins has done for you guys at Derry and <laughs> one for you <laughs> sorry
2: yeah.
1: Der- Derek has just <laughs> cracked up joke
0: there. Der- Derek has <laughs> cracked up here because Johnny is the Higgins Clancy O'Donnell thing that Johnny oh yeah. if, there's a a a little to, trio. if there's a reference yeah. to one of them he has to mention the other so we did a bit at Clancy I haven't done much O'Donnell today but no, no.
3: A, a question from Johnny on Higgins he'll yeah, save that for the cup final yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no not at all with Higgy um, I know he was assistant beforehand but like, I think you know, we'd always say he was made to be a, yeah. a manager you know more than say assistant coaches um, yeah him and him and Stevie you know you could you could see it in them and uh, they're football men they've got good football brains and you know they're decent lads as well in terms of there's no uh, crap with them some really. amount
1: of managers coming out of your dressing room from 2016 really yeah some of the managers and books yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we should I did want to mention your book. your burgeoning business career as well which I thought we'd we'd speak about at length here because you're becoming like a bit brought of you a in a few
3: samples yeah because
1: you were yeah. very briefly you were
3: looking at your life after football yeah um, I suppose I only went football very late mm. you know full time football very late um, I think we were I was about 30 you would have been late 20s when we went mm. training in the morning so saying that you had to get mortgages and your kids on the way and stuff like that so you needed to and I just I don't know I always have to be at something so yeah set up another new business there Nude Foods it's uh, pre-prepared healthy meals so Dan is That's trying to book. think of a, a child friendly name for no, children's no, foods. I, 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 no,
0: I mean, Johnny, Johnny,
3: Johnny, Johnny,
0: Johnny. Johnny. What, what's that I say to you about off air and on air discussions? And like, we had a discussion beforehand, but we can't recreate the moment. It's like, it's like the Ronan Murray accent. It was better off air than on air. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So he's, th- he's thinking of branching out into a children's branch of uh, but, nude but foods. I mean, it's, I it's right tricky. It's yeah, tricky. It's, it's
3: really. But best really, look at that, and it is flying. Yeah, listen, we were local in Dundalk and we just went into a few retail there in the last week and it's doing well and we do online. So we have a website for a Nationwide. Entrepreneur and Massey. Yeah. And well, Dane, have
0: you gone back to the working world away from football or where are you at?
1: I saw you in Jervis one day. It looked yeah. like you were an electrician or something. I was yeah, just coming yeah. down the stairs like, that's the <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were playing in Europe at the time. Like, that's the a Massey there wearing like uh, blue uh, trousers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I, ha- I used to work in Jervis Center, something there. I was on the maintenance team there. Um, we used to do part-time so I'd work one or two days a week and they were excellent with me as well you know they'd always let me go um, yeah so they were brilliant well, I was before. too
1: shy to say hello to you yeah, <laughs> not like it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> no i stopped that now and I've been full-time now the last three or four years so um, yeah that's about so it you were, are, you, yeah.
0: are you interested in going to coaching road or anything like that? yeah well
2: I'll hopefully start the badges next year we um, have applied with the FBI this year so, good stuff Yeah, yeah. So right? after school coaching so. Yeah, me oh. and Garth might set something up in Auckland. Another again.
1: business. There we are. <laughs> yeah. You are you are the Terry Venables of the league with your eyes in so
3: many pies, like you know, football probably <laughs> <laughs> singing in the background. The like. Bulls fans will agree with that. Calling <laughs> me a, call a flat bastard. The whole. time <laughs> uh, <laughs> Will you be at the cup final? Actually, this year? yeah, I'm actually working for RTE. And oh, I'm nice. Doing the radio, I think. Another gig.
0: Bloody
3: hell. to of following footsteps. Yeah. Oh, hey. Roger's footsteps. Bloody hell.
1: Hey. Sky Rodgers, yeah. What a man. You were doing uh, TV for it last year, were you the cup final? Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I did uh, the Europa League. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. Version. No, I enjoyed it, it was great. But, um, yeah, definitely going to go to the cup final this year and support the lads and, uh,
1: I think uh, all League of Ireland fans at least in Dublin and all League of Ireland personalities that should be their day out for the year let's go with the cup final have a good day and show the you know the game in the best light because it's a great day out. exactly yeah look it's fantastic and it's
2: no better place to be in the Aviva at that time of year and support the lads and um, yeah it should be a great game Stevie and, and Keith Long going head to head
1: yeah 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 I think there, yeah, there could be a bit of banter there oh Donald
0: right here we go we <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: have <laughs> got bingo we're done <laughs> See, you, like Keith Long will be talking to you after your story there about all the Bose exodus, but. Uh, that was in association Uh Yeah, big one as well Bray and uh, UCD to the side Who might be coming up To the Premier Division That was episode 36, 36. I think that